Listener Production. Wall Street posts solid gains overnight led by technology stocks. And Aussie shares are set to open slightly higher on Friday with graphite producer Sarah Resources in focus. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Friday the 19th of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, Friday always brings with it a sense of achievement, doesn't it? It does. Happy Friday, Tom. Thank you. You're kind. Um, In terms of what we saw on Wall Street last night, Look, I don't want to get in the long grass about this because you can really lose yourself when you're talking about things that we refer to as technicals. But when you look at the technicals, which just to quickly paraphrase what people mean when they talk about technicals, there is a school of thought that would suggest to you uh, that everything that is known about something, uh, be it you know wheat prices, gasoline prices, Chinese steel rebar prices that you don't need to read any headlines. If you just look at a chart of the prices, that is all you need to know. And the people who study those charts at the exclusion of everything else are called technicians. So the technicals surrounding uh, a couple of key things at the moment are looking very good. What stands out to me uh, is the technicals in relation to the broader US market, the S&P 500. We're at the highs of a recent range. The market is testing those highs at the moment. The NASDAQ is doing the same. And what I would put to you, Ryan, is that much of this is being led by the semiconductor makers, where the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index uh, last night seems to have broken out of a recent range. So those technicals are all looking very encouraging. The reason that the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index is important is that often it gets talked about as being a leading indicator, something that you can look at and it might give you a a sense of where other markets are going to go, particularly where technology stocks are concerned. And all of that came down to a very neat universe in, in the last day. We saw you know, some of the big chip makers doing extraordinarily well. They were up in the order of 4 to 5%. Uh, and arguably, uh, we saw a very important catalyst come out of Japan where the Japanese government announced that it would be supporting Micron technology particularly with big incentives to produce chips uh, in Japan. Very important from a bigger picture in terms of geopolitics and what's going on in well, Taiwan. Well, absolutely. So we've got the G7 summit on the yes. horizon. We've got US President Biden going to Hiroshima of all places. And of course, there's going to be a big focus there on the geopolitical tensions with Russia and deterring Russia and, and China from their advances, in particular China, with Taiwan on its doorstep. So that's something to look out for. But just in terms of chipmaker Micron, we did see it shares up 4.1%. It plans to invest up to 500 billion yen, so it's about 3.7 billion US dollars in Japan for new chips over the next few years. So that really sent its share price higher. We did see the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index up by over 3%, but also at the same time, the big bopper NVIDIA. <laughs> it was up and about as well. Was it with you and Buddy Holly? Yeah, I'm a bit of a fan of yeah. uh, the old bopper. And we did see shares jump 4.5%, hitting a... 52-week high. So Squana, we've had a bit of a discussion with them lately, haven't yep. we? Said in a note that it expects better results and guidance from the ongoing AI gold rush from the company's earnings announcement next week. So 
The other thing that's going on here, Tom, is the whole chat GPT, yeah. the artificial intelligence discussion. And the other thing to note overnight was as we saw OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT chatbot, it said it's introducing the ChatGPT app for Apple's, is it EOS or iOS? It's the operating mechanism for yeah. iPhones anyway. So that was another development. So this all feeds into this narrative where ChatGPT was launched in November last year and you've seen the likes of NVIDIA's shares up around 110% during that period. It's just been unbelievable and Microsoft up about 30%. Indeed. So in terms of, like, so in the case of just the, the big picture, again, a government is supporting an organisation with a very big subsidy, $1.5 billion dollars, for Micron technology, they're um, bolstering that with their own capital. That is significant, but it's dragging everyone else in that sphere up with them. So advanced micro devices was up by about 4%. Applied materials was up by around 3% last night. Micron technology is up by around close to 40% since the end of last year. Overnight, we had Microsoft, Apple, Cisco, all of those stocks up by around uh, 2 to 3%. So... This is something worth looking at closely over the course of coming days to see whether or not this trend continues, to see whether or not the Philly Semiconductor Index consolidates at these higher levels, what that trend is in the near term, what that does in terms of the NASDAQ, because all of these things intersect in some way or another. So that was a very important theme overnight. The NASDAQ, for, for what it's worth, is up by close to 4% in month-to-day terms, having risen by 1.5% overnight. The S&P 500 rose by 0.9% and the Dow Jones was up by a third of a percent. And what was encouraging last night, Tom, was the fact that we saw the Dow down around 208 points at one stage. And of course, the debt ceiling negotiations continue and it looks like we may have some resolution to that next week, fingers crossed. So certainly there was some positive sentiment there. But at the same time, we, we saw Netflix shares jump 9.2% after the streaming giant held its upfront presentation to advertisers that many on Wall Street viewed optimistically. The media company said its new ad-supported tier has nearly 5 million monthly active users. Such an important outcome for Netflix because there has been disappointment from time to time in recent history because the visibility into their ad-supported offerings hasn't been all that clear and the markets have been a little bit disappointed on various occasions. So this is quite a significant move higher for Netflix overnight. And it wasn't only Netflix, it was also the retailers that did pretty well last night. So we had shares of Walmart gaining 1.3% after the retail giant reported Bevan expected first quarter earnings. So what we have continued to see really is consumers moving away from those more expensive luxury items and preferring those groceries, those those goods that they require in a, in a period uh, where we have high inflation. Indeed. And just quickly, another thing that we have seen in the last two sessions in particular is that uh, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ in particular, they started the session at the worst levels of the day and they ended very much at their best levels of the day. In recent weeks, they've struggled. They've been very much uh, in a range, uncertain in terms of the price action. Just that behavior uh, in, in the last couple of days, again, is something that 
people who look closely at the market, they look for these types of cues to sort of see that change in sentiment, that change in investor behaviour that could lead to something more significant. We did see the S&P 500 close at its highest level since August last year, so that was encouraging. Indeed. So in terms of what that means for the local picture, I've been um, probably struck by the fact that notwithstanding the solid gains that we have seen uh, in the US from time to time, our market has been reluctant to participate in those gains. Yesterday was a good example. You know, our market was a bit sniffy. It only finished up by about a half of 1%. We had a good lead in from Wall Street. The headlines were good. Regional markets performed quite well, but it didn't really translate to the local picture yesterday. I wonder whether or not that's going to change a little bit today. Well, so yesterday there was a lot of focus on the jobs numbers. That followed the wages data from the day before. And employment unexpectedly dipped in April and we did see 4,300 jobs lost in Australia. The unemployment rate ticked up from 3.5%, which is a 50-year low, to 3.7%. But what that did was that provided some support for the share market because some, but not much. paired back some expectations about a rate hike in June. It makes me wonder whether or not it was the focus on the lack of jobs growth and what that means in economic terms. But normally, markets celebrate the fact that you get a pass on interest rates. So I was a little bit surprised by the market not really keying off the slightly downbeat note in the employment picture. Well, what we've noticed in the last couple of sessions is really a big focus on earnings results here in Australia. So we've had quite a few updates and we have had some disappointments there and and that's weighed on the market a little bit. There have been some um, good outcomes. You know, what strikes me as well this week is that we've had, you know, divergent outcomes like elders out of the agri-sector was a a bad result uh, earlier in the week. Yesterday, New Farm... You know, the market almost seemed surprised with their results and the stock was up 15%. It'll be worth watching to see how New Farm performs today, whether or not it can consolidate on that 15% gain or whether it pulls back a little bit. Well, one thing that we have seen, though, is the technology shares in Australia, even though it's a small, <laughs> small cohort, small, uh, a lot of buy yes. now, pay later. But what we did yeah. see yesterday, despite Zero's profit falling, its shares are up for a second consecutive day as one of the stronger performers. So that narrative around interest rates at the moment is feeding into the tech sector. Indeed. So uh, today, Ryan, I think there are a couple of things to look out for. Let's see if the groundswell of optimism that we've seen in the US in the last couple of sessions finally forms something more significant in local terms. We're uh, if we have a good day today, we could potentially be up in weekly terms, which would be significant. A relatively mild start to trade as expected in Australia compared to the US. So we're seeing SPY futures up in the vicinity of 15 points or 0.2% to begin the day. But of course, we have seen commodity prices lower, Tom. We did see the Brent crude oil price down by 1.4% and the gold prices down 1.3% and nine oil futures were broadly flat. So We won't see a lot of support there with the US dollar at a seven-week high for the commodities, so that could weigh on energy and miners today. And today we've got Sarah Resources, who's a graphite producer. It's hosting its annual general meeting, so that's probably going to be the key focus of Aussie investors today in a relatively quiet day compared to all the earnings results we've seen earlier in the week. Indeed, it's been a busy week, and uh, indeed the weaker figures that we've seen in relation to wages and jobs this week have uh, been an added weight on the Aussie dollar. Not only has it had to deal with US dollar strength, but those two outcomes being on the softer side of things has seen the Aussie dollar lose quite a bit of ground actually overnight. It's down by about 
a, a half a cent against the greenback. Doubtless, Northern Hemisphere investors would have seen that weaker job figures yesterday and sort of perhaps pushed a few Aussie dollars out the door. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything special planned for the weekend? We've got a couple of birthday parties in our family this weekend. A celebratory Tom. weekend. Yes, in indeed. Looking clan. forward to it. Yes. And what about yourself? Uh, no celebrations for me. Uh, my uh, my missy is very much a task-oriented individual, so yes. uh, I have got uh, a few tasks set for myself this weekend or set by her. Uh, I'll be restoring an antique chair. And what about Carlton? You've got high hopes for them. Carlton and Collingwood. Um, Carlton was a bit of a disappointment last week against the Bulldogs. It's a big matchup against Collingwood on the weekend, uh, arguably one of the more important games of the season. So um, the crack Vegas. open one of those... Industrial strength Belgian beers <laughs> to watch the game. Time. Well, it's on Sunday. If I'm going to have uh, one of the uh, monks products, I tend to have that on a Friday. Okay, we don't want you hanging over on a Monday. I morning, like to do be cl- bright-eyed and bushy-tailed on Monday morning, Ryan, as you do. Absolutely. Thanks for your company this week. Thanks, Tom. Have a great weekend, all. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.